I have a couple deep fears that I think about all the time. One of them is being bored, but thankfully the Lord gave me parish priesthood, so I haven't been bored for six and a half years now. The other one, chaos and anarchy. And this comes a little bit from being the smallest kid on the playground, so I never would really have protection except for the rules and the authority figures. It comes from my parents being divorced when I was nine, which just causes you to feel like life is out of control. It comes from always wanting to please the authority figures in my life for reasons I still don't understand. But even so, I really... I want to follow the rules and the laws. It matters a lot to me on like a very deep emotional level. So, one of my great nightmares is an unsupervised classroom. I'm 35 years old, I still think about unsupervised classrooms. A teacher maybe gives us group work, maybe we are, there's some instruction on the board about what we're supposed to do, and then gets called away. And suddenly it's just me and my classmates. And I'm there trying to be, you know, the people pleaser. Okay, we're going to do it right. This is what the teacher asked me to do. And some of my classmates, they start talking. They start throwing things at each other. One of them gets out of their seat, for goodness sake. It's horrifying. It's chaos. It's anarchy. It just, it, it fills me with dread. And it's the dread that I hear in our first reading. Isaiah says, You, Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer, you are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways, and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? We can talk about classrooms, and it is a little funny. But when you think about how this applies to all humanity, we never really grow out of it. We have concupiscence from original sin. There is part of us that is always oriented toward disorder, toward sin, toward chaos. When God, our Father and Redeemer, our great authority figure, is not obviously present, when he is not clearly in front of us, then we tend toward chaos and anarchy. And like the good student who's reading the board, some of us, the faithful, those who are here every Sunday listening to the Word of God, we know what the instructions are. We know what the Lord expects of us, even if His presence is not obvious. And it breaks our heart and fills us with dread when we see all of our brothers and sisters falling away from what the Lord has asked us to do. This is where Isaiah is. He's begging the Lord, Why? Why do you let us wander? Why do you let us harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Why have you left the classroom? Where are you? What are you doing? Leaving me with these people. There's also a prayer there. He's praying, even though he knows where, where his brothers and sisters are headed. He's praying that they would not be found unaware or unobedient. Right in the middle of the reading we hear, Would that you might meet us doing right that we were mindful of you in our ways. When I teach 8th grade, my disciplinary method is I put the word quiz on the board, and if I think they're not listening or if they get out of hand, I just put a little check mark there, and once they get to 3, I give them a pop quiz their next class. 
And once I get to two check marks, you can see the classmates shushing each other because they don't want to be found guilty. They don't want to say, oh man, if I don't keep these people in line, God or Father Moore, the line is very gray. They, like, we're going to get a quiz if I don't keep these people in line. That's where Isaiah's at. He's saying, Lord, would, you, would that you would find us obedient. Would, you, would that you would find us following you. I, I pray for that because I know it will go better for all of us in humanity if we follow you. And yet he says, behold, you are angry and we are sinful. He knows that despite his prayers, his nation, his people, his brothers and sisters are not going where they need to go. Ultimately, this is our prayer as Christians. Our prayer is that the Lord should make himself manifest, that he should make himself known, because we as a race do better when God is front and center. We do what we need to do. We grow into virtue when God is here before us. And so we are constantly praying that the Lord would make himself known. And then during Advent, we're praying even deeper for that second coming. Lord, we pray that you would come. We pray that you would restore humanity by your authority, by your presence, by your love, by your command. We pray that we would be brought back into right relationship with you. We're the faithful. We're here. We know. We follow. We have faith that allows us to put God front and center. But we know not everybody has that faith. And so our prayer this Advent is that the Lord would come again to us and to our brothers and sisters, that we might finally be restored in Him.